Are you curious? Do you ask a lot of questions? I think curiosity is one of those traits that can most help us grow in life. Now, this is Thursday, June 29th, and we're continuing in our study of discipleship from the Gospel of John. I think what I'm saying about curiosity is that it's the person that investigates to discover why, the person looking further into that thing everyone else just accepts, that has the greatest potential for growth and learning. Now this week we have seen Jesus comfort the disciples as they began to see that begin to see that Jesus is leaving them. After Jesus explains his plan to leave them and prepare a place for them and return, one of the disciples is curious. It is Thomas. You know his name means double since he was one of twins and he has a knack for asking questions and seeking answers when everyone else is just spectating. Here's what happened from John 14, 4 to 6. And you know the way to where I am going, Jesus said. And Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going. How can we know the way? And Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Now we hear Jesus and we wonder if the disciples are supposed to know where Jesus would be going. Where he was going and how would they know this? That's what they want to know and why Thomas is asking. But notice Thomas alone of the disciples pushes Jesus on this. They don't understand what Jesus is talking about. How could they? But Jesus always speaks the truth. They know enough having been with Jesus to see that he must go to the Father on their behalf. By extension, they should know the way to the Father is through him. But at this point, they cannot clearly see this. They're living in the middle of this moment with Jesus. Doesn't it work that way for us? We're living through the middle of an unfolding moment, and we don't have the clarity to see what is happening, what is taking place. That's why we say hindsight is 2020. That is, looking back, we can clearly see what was happening, but then when we're there, we're blind to it. Recently, I heard a widow say just this. Looking back, she could see her husband was declining as a result of heart disease. At the time, she just couldn't connect the dots. She missed it completely until he had a heart attack. But much later, Everything was clear to her. Now, Jesus actually said something like this to his disciples during the Passover meal. What I am doing, you do not understand now, but afterward you will understand. That's John 13, verse 7. Now, we see this truth unfold in our lives day in and day out. Only the perspective of time casts a light that helps us see what was going on earlier. I think this will be true in an immense way for us when the kingdom of Jesus comes in all its fullness. We will see our world and our lives, our history in a completely different light. And it will all make sense to us as if we're seeing it for the first time. And we at that time will thank God for doing all things well. Things we didn't understand will now be revealed as in the light of day. Now, Thomas wants to understand, so he asks Jesus a question, where and how? 
but he misses the point. Jesus is not going to give directions to the disciples. The answer to the where and how statement is really a who. It's Jesus himself. You know where our world is going? Look at Jesus. Do you want to be secure for the future? Look at Jesus. Do you want to have life? Look at Jesus. It is all found in him. Think about this with me for a moment. If you were a visitor in a large and complex city and you approach someone for directions and they told you about two left turns and a few right turns and some more turns before you reach the part of the town you're looking for, if you follow the directions, you get lost. But what if the person says, come with me, I'll take you there. Yes, this is what Jesus is saying. Your hope is in staying with me. And this is the heart of discipleship. No matter what happens, remaining with the master. Jesus, of course, is going to teach more about remaining in him later that night. But for now, that is what the disciples need to know. Jesus makes a sweeping statement in the light of Thomas's question. He says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Now, this statement, as we said, covers so much. And yes, it is exclusive. Jesus says he is the only way. And of course, people are going to stumble over this truth. It is a personal claim more than it is a religious claim. Jesus' point is not that the religion of Christianity is right and the others are wrong. He is speaking of himself. He is the only link between God and humanity. Yes, as God became man, only he can bring us into fellowship with God. And also, only he can reveal to us what true manhood is, what it really means to be human. Now, the first word, the way, comes from Jewish understanding about the true and faithful way of life. The prophet Isaiah told the people the word of the Lord. He said, this is the way, walk in it. That's Isaiah chapter 30, verse 21. That means not to turn to the right or to the left. And what is this way of life? Well, look at Jesus. Elsewhere, Isaiah said, And a highway shall be there, and it shall be called the way of holiness. The unclean shall not pass over it. Yes, if we are to know this way of life that God created us to live, it is here in Jesus. Jesus does not refer to us, refer us to the law at this point to show us the way of life. You see, the law may give road signs and street markings, but itself it is not the road. Jesus alone is the way. And this is why we look to him alone and why we learn life from him. Now that's where we finish up today and we'll pick up here tomorrow. Let's pray. Remind us each day, O Lord, that Jesus is enough. Show us Jesus so that we know, may know the life that is really life. We pray in his name. Amen.